Prophet ﷺ being told to recite the Qur'an with tartil because Allah says, إِنَّا سَنُلْقِي عَلَيْكَ قَوْلًا سَقِيلًا Indeed, we will cast upon you a heavy word. The revelation, the Qur'an that is being sent upon you, this is something very heavy. قَوْلًا سَقِيلًا And in order to receive this قَوْلًا سَقِيلًا you have to have inner strength. And how will that develop? By standing up in prayer during the night. By reciting the Qur'an in the prayer. What does قَوْلًا سَقِيلًا refer to? The Qur'an. And why is it called ثَقِيل? Why is it called heavy? Because first of all, it was literally heavy for the Prophet ﷺ to receive the revelation. You all know about that hadith, Zayd who he said that once he was sitting by the Prophet ﷺ and his knee was on top of his knee. And the revelation came upon him and Zayd who said that I felt as though my thigh would break. قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا the Prophet ﷺ would be traveling, he would be on a camel, the camel would sit down, it would kneel down. Aisha ﷺ, she said that I saw him receiving revelation and I noticed the sweat dropping from his forehead on a very cold day. On a very cold day, just imagine. Similarly, Aisha ﷺ said if the Messenger of Allah received any revelation while he was on his riding animal, it would begin moving its body intensely. And the jiran, the part of the body that would move intensely is the bottom of the neck. So the animal would feel the pressure. Imagine the bottom of the neck is moving intensely. What does it mean? It's trying hard to move. You understand? So just imagine how heavy this revelation was. And we have learned already in Surah Al-Hashr, Ayah 21, that لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ then even a mountain would collapse, it would burst, it would fall apart out of the fear of Allah if this Qur'an was revealed on a mountain. Some have said that the Qur'an is called Qawlan Thaqila because this Qur'an is not just about words that are to be read, but it's about ahkam, about commands that have to be followed, obligations that have to be lived by, that have to be implemented. When a person learns the Qur'an, a heavy responsibility is put on him. And what is that heavy responsibility? That he has to implement it as well. So this is how the Qur'an is قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا Similarly, others have said that it's called قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا because it will be very heavy in the mizan on the Day of Judgment for the person who has been giving it its haqq, for the person who has been reading it. قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا It will be very heavy in the scale. Similarly, it's called قَوْلًا سَقِيل Because whose word is it? It's the word of Allah, Al-Rabb, Azza wa Jal. So imagine this is the word of Rabbul Alameen. It's not khafif. It's not an ordinary kalam. It's not words that can be belittled and ignored, that have no value. No, they have a lot of value, a lot of weight. قَوْلًا سَقِيلًا In its benefit, in its clarity, in its message, in its authenticity, it's saqil. It's heavy. And this heavy kalam becomes easy and light to understand. For who? For the person who wholeheartedly wants to learn and study the Qur'an. It's heavy. It's a fact. But it is enjoyable for the one who puts his heart and mind to it. 
a person might say that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself says, this is Qur'an, this is very heavy, qawlun taqila, therefore, I cannot study it. It's too difficult for me. I cannot remember it. I cannot memorize it. No. It can become light and easy. How? If you put your heart to it, if you put your mind to it. Because what does Allah say? وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ Allah has made the Qur'an easy for dhikr. Is there anyone who would like to take dhikr? If anyone wants to, this Qur'an is easy for that purpose. It's facilitated for that purpose. So the person who has the desire to learn the Qur'an, to improve in his recitation, yes, this Qur'an is heavy, very heavy. However, it will become enjoyable for him. You understand? Just like there could be a very heavy bag that you're carrying. But it has all of your precious belongings in it. Let's say you're traveling. Will you leave that bag anywhere? Will you throw it away? Will you say it's too heavy, forget about it? I can't be bothered? No. Carrying that heavy bag will also be enjoyable. Similarly, sometimes for the sake of fashion, sometimes women, what do they carry? Extremely heavy bags. They wear earrings that are so heavy. Isn't it? They wear clothes that are so heavy. Jewelry that is so heavy. Bangles that are so heavy, they don't mind. Why? They're enjoying it. Isn't it so? So yes, this Qur'an is qawlan saqila. However, it becomes easy for the person who enjoys the Qur'an. إِنَّ نَاشِئَةَ اللَّيْلِ Indeed, the hours of the night, هِيَ أَشَدُّ وَطْعًا They are more effective. وَأَقْوَ مُقِيلَ And more suitable for words. The hours of the night, they are much more effective for the purpose of recitation and for the purpose of suitable delivery. The word nashia is from the root letters noon, sheen, hamza, nash. And nash means to rise, to emerge. So for example, there is a seed and from that seed, a sprout comes forth and that sprout turns into a stem and that stem grows into a trunk and that trunk, it grows into several branches, right? So this is what nasha'a means, to rise up, to grow, to emerge. Which is why this word is also used for creation. And nasha'a is an ism, and over here it gives the meaning of masdar. It doesn't give the meaning of fa'il. Remember, words sometimes which fall on ism fa'il, they give the meaning of masdar as well. Nasha'a means to wake up after sleeping. What does it mean? To wake up after sleeping. Because when a person is sleeping, he is lying. Right? And when he wakes up, he rises from his bed. Isn't it so? So, layl, Rising of the night. Meaning, staying awake in the hours of the night. Now, with regards to nashi'ah, some say that it is to wake up, to rise up at any time during the night at any time during the night. And others say that no, it is to wake up, to rise up at a specific part of the night, which is to sleep and then wake up. To sleep and then wake up. Or it is after the time of Salatul Isha, which is the time when you pray, Salatul Taraweeh, or Qiyamul Layl later. Some say it is the middle of the night. And some say it is from the middle all the way until the end of the night. So to stand up, at that time, to be awake during those hours and to pray Qiyamul Layl at this time when 
نَاشِئَةَ اللَّيْلِ In the hours of the night, Allah says, هِيَ أَشَدُّ وَطْعًا It is more intense in وَطْعًا Because a person may wonder, why is the Prophet ﷺ being told to stand up in the night and pray? Why can you not stand up during the day and recite the Qur'an in tartil? In your nafil salah during the day. Why is the night being mentioned specifically? There is a reason. And what's that reason? Allah says, Ya أَشَدُّ وَطْعًا وَطْعًا is from the root letters, وَطَعَ Hamza, And وَطَعَ is to trample. To trample something under one's foot. To walk over it. وَلَا يَطَعُونَ مَوْطِئًا And they do not tread any valley. They do not step their foot on anything. From this the word وَطْ is also used for hardship, for difficulty. It is said, اشتدت على القوم وطأة السلطان The وطأة of Sultan, the trampling of Sultan, that how the leader, how their king was just walking over them, he became very strict with them, it became very difficult for the people. So وط is also used for difficulty, hardship. Now, هي أشد وطأن What does it mean by this? That the standing, the hours of the night, Standing up in prayer during that time is much more intense, much more harder, much more intense in wat'an. What is it that a person is trampling as he's standing in prayer at night? His nafs, his sleep, his desire. So it is the best way of controlling your nafs, straightening one's nafs. You understand? It is the best way of trampling your desires. You could be not eating all day long, but if you sleep all night long, it's not as good for your nafs. You understand? What really helps in curbing the desires of the nafs is what? Standing up in the middle of the night. Which is why we see that in the month of fasting, what are the two things that we should do? Fast during the day and pray during the night. Many of the hadiths that mention the rewards, the excellence of Ramadan, they mention both of these things together. Isn't it so? Fasting as well as praying in the night. So here, أَشَدُّ وَطْعًا Then it has also been said that وَطْعًا over here gives meaning of difficulty. So it is more difficult upon the one who prays than praying in the hours of the day. It is more difficult, more challenging. And because it is more difficult, more challenging, it is better for Training your nafs. It is better for controlling your nafs, straightening your nafs. Now the word wat'an has also been derived from muwatat. Muwatat. We have learned liyuwatiu iddatama haram Allah. The mushrikeen of Makkah, they would do nasi. They would change the order of the months around. Remember? The lunar months. So they would say, at the beginning of Shawwal, they would say, no, 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 it's muhawam. When Muharram will come, they will say, no, 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 we're going to make this Dhul-Hijjah. So for their own convenience, they would change the months. And at the end, they would make sure that the year is completed with 12 months. Especially the four sacred months, they would make sure that they had four sacred months in a year. So so that they would have them complete. So Watan is understood as muwatat. So what does it mean? That the prayer of the night, the hours of the night, they are much more conducive to establishing muwatat, meaning harmony, between what? The hearing, the recitation, the comprehension, 
when a person is reading. When a person is reading during the day, for example, what happens? You're paying attention, all of a sudden the phone rings. Or you're reading and all of a sudden what happens? It's time to eat. Or all of a sudden it's time to go somewhere. You understand? So what happens then? Can you focus? No, because your recitation is interrupted. And because of that, there is no harmony between your tongue and your mind and your heart. But when a person is reciting in the night, then what happens? All of his senses, everything is devoted to the recitation. And when everything is devoted to recitation, there is no interruption, then the best results are produced as well. Isn't it so? So, أَشَدُّ وَطْعًا وَطْعًا Meaning it's more conducive to establishing harmony. Harmony between what? The hearing and the heart of the musalli for the purpose of tartil. Because remember, tartil cannot be done except with understanding. You know, for example, it happens with you. You're reading and all of a sudden what happens? The phone starts ringing. You're in the middle of the ayah. So you read quickly till the end of the ayah so that you can take the phone. Isn't it? Or for example, somebody is standing next to you, they're waiting for you to finish, so you read quickly, you don't pause at the right places, you don't pay much attention to what you're reading, and as a result you don't get as much benefit out. But in the night there are no such interruptions. So here, أَشَدُّ وَطْأَن The second benefit is, وَأَقْوَ مُقِيلًا And it is more upright, more appropriate in word, in speech. أَقْوَم is from the root letters, قَافْ وَاو mean. And what does aqwa mean? More proper, more upright, more correct. And what does qil mean? Words, saying, statement. So aqwa muqila, what does it mean by that? This has been understood in a number of ways. That first of all, qil is understood as recitation. So standing up in the night and reciting is much better for proper recitation. You can recite properly when? In the night. Because in the day, you are distracted. In the day, you can perhaps not listen to yourself. You cannot hear yourself as you're reading. But in the night, when it's completely silent, when there are no distractions, then you can actually focus on the recitation. And when you recite, what you recite is free of errors even. Then it becomes much better. Then aqwam in this way, with regards to qil meaning recitation, has also been understood as more akhlas, meaning it is more sincere. It is more correct in terms of proper recitation. And secondly, it is more sincere as well. Because think about it, during the day if you're reading, if you're reciting, okay, somebody might hear you, somebody might listen to you, somebody calls you, they ask you, what were you doing? I was reading the Qur'an. But during the night, why would you get up? To please who? To impress who? Nobody knows anyway. So it is much better in terms of having ikhlas. You understand? Aqwam gives the meaning of akhlas. So it makes the recitation more sincere. Similarly, aqwamukila in understanding, not just in the proper recitation, but also in understanding, in comprehension, because concentration is better. Devotion is more intense at night. Qil has also been understood as dua. Qil has also been understood as dua. That in the hours of the night when a person gets up and makes dua, then that dua is more sincere. He means it. 
He is able to focus on the dua. He is able to say it with his heart and mind fully involved. This is why we see that during the night is the best time to seek Allah's forgiveness as well, to pray to Him as well. We learn from a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, Our Lord, the Blessed and the Exalted, descends every night to the lowest heaven when one third of the latter part of the night is left. And He says, Who supplicates me so that I may answer Him? Who asks me so that I may give to Him? Who asks me forgiveness so that I may forgive Him? And we have learned earlier, وَبِلْ أَسْحَارِ هُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ So it's the best time to make dua as well. أَقْوَ مُقِيلًا Best time to make dua. أَمَّنْ هُوَ قَانِتٌ آنَاءَ اللَّيْلِ سَاجِدًا وَقَائِمًا قَائِمًا Reciting the Qur'an. سَاجِدًا Making dua. So it's the best time to recite. It's the best time to improve your recitation. It's the best time to focus. It's the best time to pray. Best time. أَقْوَ مُقِيلًا And it's the best way of training your nafs. You know there are people who say, I cannot stay awake in class. Practice this. When you're standing in prayer, and you're reciting, you have to stay awake. Isn't it? So you train yourself then, you get used to forcing yourself to stay awake when you don't want to stay awake. Do you get it? So it's best for training of the nafs. And you will notice that many times, people who are good at what they do, when do they practice? At night or just before dawn. Just before dawn. Just yesterday on National Geographic, I saw a picture Somewhere in Sydney, this man was swimming or something. Before dawn. Before dawn he was swimming. Why? That's when they practice. It's the best time to practice. Allahu alam how. But that's the time that they practice. Because during the day what happens? People are watching you. There are so many distractions. You get tired, lazy. And then once the time comes to eat breakfast and then change and go to work and then go to the bathroom and then have lunch and then have snack and then sleep and then... You know, then it just never stops. Isn't it so? Especially for women. Once your day starts, it will not come to an end until you get to bed. Isn't it? So it doesn't mean you don't read the Qur'an, you don't recite, you don't make dua. You have to make time for it. And when is it? It will be in the night. We also learn from a hadith in Baghavi, it has been narrated that Allah is pleased when He sees three kinds of people. Those who pray during the hours of the night, Allah is pleased with three kinds of people who, first of all, those who pray in the hours of the night, those who make proper rows in salah, and those who make proper rows in the battlefield. Allah is pleased with these people. We also learn from another hadith which is in Tirmidhi, the gist of which is that a person attains the most closeness to Allah in the last part of the night. And the Prophet ﷺ, he advised his companion that if you can be among those who remember Allah at that time, then be of them. Be of them. So over here Allah says, إِنَّ نَاشِئَةَ اللَّيْلِ هِيَ أَشَدُّ وَطْأً وَأَقْوَ مُقِيلًا It's best to train your nafs and it's best for the purpose of recitation and worship. إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ Another reason why a person must pray at night that indeed for you during the day is سَبْحًا طَوِيلًا Prolonged occupation. سَبْحًا What does سَبْح mean? سَبْح Look at the word. Give every letter its haq. Sabahan, not sa. This is not sad. Seen. The word tasbih is also from the same root. Tasbih is glorification. And it's derived from sabaha. And what does that mean? To move quickly. In what? In air or in water. 
So what does سبح mean? Swimming or flying. So during the day, you have سبح طويلة Long flights. Huh? You have to swim for a very long time. You have to fly for a very long time. Meaning you have endless chores to do. Isn't it? Like for example, you're cleaning and then you're washing and then you're doing one thing after the other. Constantly swimming, 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 swimming. Flying, 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 flying. One chore after the other. One work after the other. إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ سَبْحًا You have extended engagements. A lot of work to do. So this is why make the night time for what? The worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During the day you have many activities. Some have said that سَبْحًا طَوِيلًا refers to tasbih literally. So during the night, recite the Qur'an, stand in prayer, and during the day, busy yourself in the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leave the night open for religious devotion, because during the day you have a lot of work to do, and whatever work you're doing during the day, busy yourself in tasbih. Busy yourself in the glorification of Allah. إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ سَبْحًا طَوِيلًا Some have said that سَبْحًا over here, سَبْحًا طويلة, meaning you have a long time during the day for your sleep. I mean, you can make up for your sleep during the day. But the night, keep it for the worship of Allah. وَذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ And remember the name of your Lord. Meaning when you begin your recitation in the night prayer, then how should you begin? With the name of Allah. Mention the name of your Lord. وَذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ And otherwise in general as well. During the day, whatever you do, keep remembering the name of your Lord. وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا And devote yourself to Him with complete devotion. تَبَتَّلْ This is from the root letters, بَاتَ لَامْ And بَتَلَ is to cut something and separate it from the rest. بَتَّلْتُ شَيْءٍ means إِذَا قَطَعْتُهُ To cut something off and separate it from the rest. So تَبَتَّلْ Cut yourself off. From what? From all your worldly engagements, people, all your chores, the things that you have to do, your activities. Cut yourself off from them and connect yourself to who? Ilayhi, to him, to your Lord. When? During the night. Tabattal ilayhi tabatila. It is said that Maryam was called Batul. Why? Because she had devoted herself for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you understand what the word Tabattal means? To cut yourself off from every worldly engagement, every worldly engagement, and devote oneself to who? To what? To the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tabattal ilayhi tabatila. Now this does not mean that a person abandons the dunya altogether, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that our bodies have a haqq upon us, our families have a haqq upon us, everyone has a haqq upon us. So the day is going to be spent on what? Giving everyone their haqq. You understand? Your mother has a right on you. Your children have a right on you. You cannot keep your children hungry and say, I have to read the Qur'an. You cannot tell your husband, sorry, no dinner today. I have to recite the Qur'an. No. You have to give the haqq of people during the day. However, what about the haqq of Allah? When can you give that to Him? Yes, during the day you will do that. But what about that special time that you spend with your Lord only? That you will take out from when? Your sleep. In the night. And when you will spend that time with your Lord, when you will worship Him, Allah will give you strength. Inner strength. So you will be able to continue 
You will be able to bear the hardships of life. You will be able to bear the challenges. Deal with them. So, tabattal ilayhi tabatila, what does it mean? What does it mean then? Cut off from the world? Do nothing of this dunya? No. It means that you must take time out for the worship of Allah. And once the time comes to worship Allah, then become a stranger to the people. Then at that time you don't know anyone. You understand? Like the Prophet ﷺ, he would be with his family members. When the time of salah would come, he would become like a stranger to them. Tabattal ilayhi tabdila. Not that a person is praying and at the same time thinking about what to cook, how to cook, in what order he's going to do things. No. Tabattal ilayhi tabdila. When you're praying, when you're worshipping, then put your mind and heart to it. Don't be distracted by so many things. Tabattal ilayhi tabdila. Okay, we'll listen to the recitation. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها المزمل قم الليل إلا قليلا نصفه أو انقص منه قليلا أو زد عليه ورتل القرآن ترتيلا إِنَّا سَنُلْقِي عَلَيْكَ قَوْلًا ثَقِيلًا إِنَّ نَاشِئَةَ اللَّيْلِ هِيَ أَشَدُّ وَطَأً وَأَقْوَمُ قِيلًا إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ سَبْحًا طَوِيلًا وَاذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبَتِيلًا You see over here what has been said, إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ سَبْحًا طَوِيلًا If you're ever swimming and you're taking laps constantly, one after the other, how exhausted you become, isn't it? And while you're swimming, can you eat at the same time? No. Can you do other things at the same time? You cannot. You can only be focused on them. Now many times what happens is that we try to adjust the worship of Allah in the middle of our worldly chores, in the middle of our worldly activities. But the thing is, that when you adjust the worship of Allah in the middle of your worldly activities, then you can't really put your mind and heart to it. You cannot benefit from it as much. You have to put the rest of your day in your prayer schedule. Isn't it so? And during the day you have so many things that are necessary. You cannot ignore You cannot ignore your children. You cannot ignore your work. You have to do it. But what about the connection that you have to build with your Lord? For that you have to take time out from your sleep, from your personal time. You understand? You have to take time out from your personal time. And that will be when? During the night. This is why Allah says, وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا At that time, just devote yourself to Him. Don't think about other people. Don't think about other things. Make that time exclusively for Him, with Him. So recite the book and make dua to Him as well. And who is Allah? Last ayah. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. He is the Lord of the East and the West. If you seek His help, He will be able to help you. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. Because He is the Lord of the East and the West. La ilaha illahu. There is no God except Him. Fattakhidhu wakila. So take Him as a wakil. Who is wakil? Who is wakil? It's also used for a lawyer. You know that? So one who manages your affairs, one who takes care of your problems, 
وَكِيلِ سَمْوَنْ أَبَانْهُمْ تَوَكُّلْ إِزْدَنْ Same root as تَوَكُّلْ So فَتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا Take him as your guardian. Entrust all your affairs to him. If you think about it, the surah began with what? يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُزَّمِّنْ The Prophet ﷺ was afraid. He was worried. He had a huge challenge, a huge task, a huge responsibility. And many times when we face difficulties like this, then we just want to sleep. We don't want to see anything. We don't want to deal with it. We find it too difficult. But the thing is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you responsibility, you can't turn your back on it. You have to take the challenge. And for that, you need strength. How do you build that strength? With worship. And how do you build that strength also? By trusting on who? Allah. فَاتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا Trust upon Him. Rely upon Him. And He will take care of your affairs. Abu Dhar Ghifari He narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said, Leaving the dunya is not that you make the lawful things that Allah has made for you unlawful upon yourself. Or that you spend all the wealth you have thinking that Allah will provide. Rather, leaving the dunya is that you have more trust with what is in Allah's hands than you do with what is in your own hands. What does it mean? That you trust who? Allah. Not that you trust yourself. فَاتَّخِذُ وَكِيلًا Now many times it happens we think if we get up in the night we won't be able to work during the day. This is what we think. But trust upon Him. If He is telling you, He will enable you as well. He will give you the ability. Don't look at the strength that you have. Look at the strength that Allah can give. Don't look at the little time that you have, little ability that you have. Look at the ability that Allah can give. فَاتَّخِذُ وَكِيلًا So rely on Him and He will provide. Just as you single him out for worship, you should also single him out for reliance. Trust on him. Don't trust on yourself. Okay, we'll listen to the recitation. Rabb-